and be looking for a crack and just smoke whatever was there? Yeah, I, uh, you know, I spent more time on my hands and knees picking through rugs, um, smoking anything that re- even remotely resembled crack cocaine. I probably smoked more Parmesan cheese than anyone <laughs> anyone that you know, I'm sure, Tracy. <laughs> because there'd be crumbs yeah. mixed in and yeah, you just... It, yeah, I mean, I went one time for 13 days without sleeping and smoking crack... Go try it out. Try it out. Out. Putin! Putin! Oh, you heard that? I'm curious if it's going to pick up our voices. Where? On this recording right now. Let's go. Alright, I'm recording, so let's see here. Thanks, Obama. Good time, culture podcast. That's what this show is called. This is June 21st, 2023. I am OG Mutt Dog, and on the other mic, you'll find Hollywood. And together, we are your ancient astronaut theorists of record. And before we uh, continue here, before you get all cozy and comfortable and start getting ready to listen to the show, I need you to make one thing very, very clear. Okay? That is, that everything, and I mean everything that this show is spoken, what we speak about on this show, is protected opinion. All right? All right. right. God save the queen, man. Oh, boy. Biden is not here to do the show. We are here to do the show, so. uh, We invited someone like Biden, but he didn't show up. All glory to God. We did make it back for another week. Um. This is Good Times Culture Podcast. Uh, This is where nonsense meets reality. Every week we do a show and just kind of sit around and talk about the current events and usually put a little spin of faith on it. Maybe uh, maybe we need to go get him by the hand and guide him over because the guest we were going to bring is kind of up there with old Biden, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we might need to go wake him up. Yeah. uh, Make sure he hasn't shit his pants. um, (laughs) He hasn't fallen and... You know, yeah, I just it's so crazy, you guys, uh, not to get right into it, but I mean, this man fell down on camera just a couple weeks ago, hey, and we're just we literally he cannot like speak for even a minute off the cuff, you know, he's got to have it all telegraphed, you know, and uh, so and rehearsed and all that stuff, and then he gets done with his speech, and he literally doesn't know where to go. Like every speech, he's like, but, where, "Where do I go? This way? That way?" Do, do, do you ever hear what about the? why? Why they when or why they put a fence around the White House mm. and when they did it? <laughs> you ever seen uh, Jefferson Jackson or Jackson, the president? No. That but, he said that he was the last like common president, and that all his hillbilly friends came to the White House had a big party, mm-hmm. big old party, dude, and that after they came and they trashed because he was one of the first like president that was from the people in a way so his people mm-hmm. from what state 
they came and partied and thrashed the White House, so they put a fence around it because hmm. he he was a partier. Okay, like to drink. <laughs> and um, now we have the first president. The dude, you saw him? He's such a partier. They had drag queens taking out their tops on the lawn of the oh, White yeah. House. Yeah, they did. Like partying, dude, and all that stuff. He was handing out drinks. Dude, yeah. I think he just surpassed old Jackson, man. I think they put the fences up so that Biden wouldn't wander off, you know, and get lost, you know, <laughs> at the White House. Got to keep him in here. <laughs> Dude, I, I, they probably put one of those little, like the little baby bumpers all around the White House so he doesn't leave the Oval Office. Make sure he stays there. I wonder if they got to put those, uh, you know, those uh, arthritis, those big old things so he can turn the handle on the door. Mm-hmm. Poor guy, dude. Yeah, they said they shortened the. Uh, they're giving him a different ramp now for the airplanes. Like he's got like a special ramp so that he doesn't fall down again. But, uh, you know, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. You know, if you were forcing a Walmart greeter, you know, an 85-year-old Walmart greeter to go to work every day at, you know, Walmart, and he kept falling down, you know, he kept stroking children's hair and smelling their hair and doing all these, like, absurd things that, you know, you would be, you would probably be written up for not telling this guy you need to go home. You know, you're, you're kind of a, uh, you know, you're, you're, a, yeah, you're a safety issue yeah, here. You know, you might hurt yourself. Well, I had, I had a, but we don't do that with the president no, for no, some no, exactly. reason. Exactly. I, I, I was, funny that you were saying, I remember a story about a lady that I knew as a neighbor and they retired her from her work because she was 90 years old, still wanted to go to work, was still healthy, but they're saying, no, you're a liability. Mm-hmm. This guy's like eight years away from, or six years away from that at 90. Mm-hmm. And how many surgeries, how many times his head was taken off on the top of his head? Mm-hmm. Two. I, I, he had two, uh, that's yeah, why I, blood clot. right? Who exactly is the mastermind behind this organization? Because this man cannot be the mastermind behind this organization. No, no, yeah. I think we, we, we've established that, uh, you know, that it's the, it's the staffers and the, the, the bureaucrats, the unelected people, uh, but, um, you know, no agenda is always talking about it that, you know, it definitely seems like by, uh, oh, Biden's, you know, third term in office is what it kind of feels like to me. And I remember, no, you can't forget that quote from Obama. Remember when he was like, they're asking him, you know, if he would, I can't remember how they were putting it into context, but he goes, you know, I don't really want anything to do with it, but if I could sit in my PJs and run the con- country from my basement, he goes, I'd do that. That's a interesting person, huh? And it's like so if I make decisions here, that's what he's uh, doing. I'm not held accountable for it. And um, yeah. yeah, I mean, again, huh. for being such a progressive, no one's talking about how many people executed in Yemen, how many families he separated, how many things. There's, huh. anyways, he became rich. Well, and I, and I heard that he's such a brave man, Obama is that the reason he bought a house on Martha's Vineyard was to be the first one to tell anybody when the big tsunami come in, he's willing to sacrifice his life to be like a canary in the coal mine, to warn everybody that the monsoon is coming. That's why he bought that house right there in Florida. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Martha's Vineyard. All those wealthy people are wonderful people because they're willing to risk their lives, even though with such, how do I say, 
monumental evidence about global warming and the ice caps mm-hmm. and the water rising. And these people risked their lives to be at the front line, to be the canary in the coal mine. So when those tsunamis finally start coming over those waves of Florida, they'll tell us. A failure of imagination. <laughs> yep, what a great president. Actually, I meant to do this one. Yeah. That's for Obama. Well, let's get into it here. We usually play a quick little uh, interlude kind of appetizer to get us uh, get our our whistles wet here. So, as usual, Bryson Gray is coming in. This is actually not the one I wanted. I want this one. It is called uh, Reclaim the Rainbow. And it's uh, very fitting because this is Pride Month. It is a promise, it is in pride, God said he would no longer flood the earth Now it's for abominations, when they put the flags outside your church Hey, Deuteronomy 22, 5, now you got grown men wearing these skirts L.A. Dodgers mocking God, but soon they'll all be reimbursed It's about the covenant, not about pride mm, Did you see the the protest dude? on the Dodger thing? Dude. I got the video, of it. we'll cover it later yeah. That was impressive, what do you think? Well, that was an out, the protest? The Yeah, the Catholics that came out Yeah, it Pre- should have been a lot of us not just the Catholics. It should have been a lot of us because they're mocking Christianity. I don't. Uh, I I do know there was uh, <laughs> there was all different types of faiths there, but I think the Catholics um, they had kind of like a call to action type of thing, you know, where they they mobilized their uh, their people. Which you're right, more churches probably should have done that because well, I, I probably would have went if I would have known it was going on. I didn't even know it was going on. And. We'll, we'll talk about this mm-hmm. FB. They mark our daughters, we sit to the side. Who gon' bow down, who gon' set up for God? Borders a line, the wicked gon' hide. And all the media telling you lies. Christ ain't come for peace, he came to divide. And that's Luke 1251. Give versus evil, it's time to decide. Can't be Luke wrong, cause you gon' pick a side. Saying you politics as a disguise. I say America needs to repent. No politician can stop our demise. in the first. There was some deep stuff right there. He yeah. says so fast. Uh, I'm going to rewind it. Sorry, guys. But he says something about politics is the new deception or something like that. Sorry, guys. I don't. We usually don't rewind it, but I go. I want to hear this again. In that's Luke twelve fifty one. Give versus evil. It's time to decide. Can be Luke one, cause you gon' pick a side. Satan uses politics as a disguise. Satan uses politics as a disguise. Oh yes, that's a good one. That's the one I was wanting. Interesting. Say America needs to repent. No politician can stop our demise. In the first book of Genesis, to Satan perverted Who could have thought or knew? We said a word, one man, and be referring to do. Said, I hope you put 
putting pops out fended and you feel attacked. Cause I'm here stack the village to take the rainbow back. And we're rising like a nation, calling out sin, no hesitation. Should we can play nice, no obligation. I'ma call it what it is. And I'm snatching, I ain't asking, got an animal instinct, carol basket. My tongue is the gun, yeah, the assassin. Love is love, brr, nasty. Taste the rainbow. No thanks, I'd rather die. Unless it's God show. That sign up in the sky. Take a line from Tina T, like what's they love got to do with me? I got a rainbow on my neck and I can't It is pretty weird how we have uh, accepted pride like this. We haven't accepted it, bro. No one accepted it. It was being rammed down our throat, just like every other initiative and other ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, every, again, you got to remember, it was the Supreme Court that allowed gay marriage. No American voted for mm-hmm. it to be legalized. Yeah, they, it was all done through the courts. They overturned the... The people, the actual vote. voters, yeah. Uh, and I'll repeat again: the state of California, that supposedly the wokest of the woke of all the states, voted it down two yep. times. You're right, two yep. times. So I, this is not the people. I believe that's is why you've seen so many companies retract so quickly because when you lose one quarter money, like Budweiser, and then you a second quarter you come. That is a big deal in the corporations. Two-quarter yeah. losses is a big deal. I mean, if you were an investor, why would you even invest in the holdings of the companies that own Budweiser? Because obviously they're making horrible decisions. They've lost money. That free money that they get from that product that allows them to then invest in other things. That's why that company could buy Stella. No one drinks it. No one drinks it. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough one. I mean, it's, uh, we've talked a lot about it. You know, I don't, I don't think profits really drive a lot of these big, you know, it, no, it what profits drives them, drive small no, no, companies because you, you have know, to have it. What but. drives them is when they make that report to their, to their investors. See, that then becomes documented record. See, it's a big deal, my friend. When you, again, since I, again, I asked one of my jobs. That, that that record keeping and once you have to go report it is a big deal because it triggers a lot of different the company has to react to it because it's in their bylaws they have laws like uh, key procedures and standard operation procedures that dictates that when they have these losses something kicks in it's a big deal I don't know what Budweiser has put in to say how they will react to losses mm-hmm. like that. You remember, they were big for, what, for 20-something years? They haven't had a loss like this in years. Now they have to it's, – it's it becomes a real big deal, Hollywood, when they have to start reporting it into their – Well, how, it's a big deal. How come they don't come out and apologize then? It's pretty simple. That's – okay, that's the question that I've been trying to come up with. It's that because on that uh, – David Ben Tra- Patrick, I forget how to say to say valuetainment. Valuetainment. Yeah. They were asking him about that. You know about they. How is it that they're so much more frightened on the people who are holding the score of ESG, for example, than their own customers, their own 
people who actually pay buy their products. Why is it that they're so scared of them more than that? They would, again, they'd rather tank their product than make these people upset about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a percent, a, per, a group of people that are not even one percent or less than nine percent of our population. They say they're even down to four percent of our population. And, and so, they're who is it that they're exactly afraid of? They, and they're not coming up with who is the one. Put, what what exactly are they telling you? Why? What? What? I mean, it, but, it, but but it must not be coming into fruition because it didn't take very long. For this pride stuff to just hush down, Hollywood. Well, I don't. I mean, some companies have, but not all companies. That's maybe, for sure. maybe, maybe they're not pushing it out because they're afraid of the retaliation. But I am telling you, when we are in a capitalist society and you are subject to your uh, shareholders and you don't make money, brother, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah, but I mean that. I guess that just gets back. Like I said, well, why don't they just apologize? And they could probably have most of their customers back. I don't think they will because they're going right now. They have a campaign where they're trying to go from city to city to try and apologize, but they don't want to come out with the admission or the reality or to say, really, look, we made a bad decision. Because I don't know if you've seen that guy who they hired, that Dylan dude. He's going off crazy, bro. Mm-hmm. From what I heard, mm-hmm. from what I heard, a lot of the companies that were wanting to do things with him have all backed out. And now he's going loony bin because now his whole persona was all about everybody supporting him. And now you could imagine the, the crap that's being posted on his uh, crap right now. It's affecting people. You know, you, you also have to put in the context that he was actually at the white house and met, Biden before any of this even popped off with Budweiser. So, are, so, so he we, was so that that thank you for saying that because now it doesn't make it surprise that that dude had his top off there because it was the first time the transgenders mm-hmm. have been there. Mm-hmm. So obviously we have a president here that it's into that. That's his kink, obviously, right? Well, no, it's just a bunch of freaking degenerates that can't control themselves. Is, is the way I see it, but I don't know. I mean, the the. Uh, I mean, the you would think that at, of all the places that you're going to get invited to, that that would be the one place that you would have some semblance of like decorum and um, uh, respect. <laughs> and even me, like I don't respect the White House at all, but I would at least I would I would not be pulling my shirt off. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> think, I, I think our society started going down to going down <laughs> to heck when people started wearing tennis shoes with their tuxedos. And then people started becoming more supposedly casual and more casual and don't care. It used to be a big deal to go to the White House. You had to get dressed up really nice. Shoot. My kid just went to grad night at Disneyland. When I went in early 92, 91, bro, I, you had to get dressed. You had to have a tie. You had to have slacks. You, the, the lady had to be dressed nice in, a, in an evening gown. Had to look present nice. Now... Dude, they look like it was just a ne- another day at school. They, they seem to, and they, what's the big deal? Why you? There's no, nothing special to them, dude. Yeah. Let's uh, let's do this first. That ain't no woman. It's a man. man. <laughs> 
I got some stuff on that, bro. Well, we might as well cover it. Uh, this was the protest of the Dodgers Pride Night. Um, and it's pretty interesting how this has went back and forth. I'm sure everybody kind of covered it in the, you know, it was in pretty much every media outlet where they basically invited them and then uninvited them because they got a bunch of backlash. And then I'm assuming they got some backlash from the LGBTQ type people. And so they brought them back. But the funny thing is, is they actually brought them back and now are awarding them an award, like a bravery award or something. So it's like uh, they actually made it even worse when they brought them back, which is kind of funny. But there was a, they said at least a thousand people. And I would say probably more like 2,000 people. It looked like a lot. The one protesting, they yeah. blocked the entrance yeah. to the stadium. I, I think this is pretty and, effective, too. And they haven't won a game since. And <laughs> on top of that, they tied their biggest loss in 120 years, eight years to the Giants, 15 to zero. Was it that game? There was like three games after that. Okay. okay. They haven't, and, and I don't know if oh. you guys, if I don't know, baseball, if anybody doesn't know, is very superstitious. Baseball is superstitious as mm-hmm. the players. So <laughs> if they continue, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, we didn't. I don't think we covered it. But and shout that, out to the Texas Rangers. They didn't pull down to right. nobody, buddy. Yeah. And that, uh, oh, maybe we did cover it. That Kyle Bass, uh, I think he's a pitcher for. Yeah, he's done. Uh, for the, for the uh, Blue Jays. Yeah, it was he's Toronto, done, right? done. Yeah. But, he got sent out into the abyss. So he, Poor dude, man. but did we talk about this last week? Yeah, I think we, did. we were talking about maybe just off mic, but you know, he apologized for whatever. I you know, that's tweet. Why, that's why he shouldn't have done, shouldn't have apologized at all. He should have just kept to his. He son. apologized. He basically said, "Oh, I'm going through all these programs uh, in Canada that are program that are uh, teams giving us all these like um, diversity programs so that he can become more tolerant or whatever." And then, like three days later, they uh, got rid of him. Got rid of him. Anyway. He was he's a, he was the last pitcher in the rotation. wasn't all that good. wasn't a difficult decision for them. Mm. It, so he was going to pick him up. He may have been let go even before any. No, of No, it's just that it like why put up with him? <laughs> you know why put up with it? He's you know we can bring up another minor leaguer up here that's going to keep pretty much pitch what he was pitching. But th- what's interesting was, you know, he at first he was he had balls, and then later on he goes ah. I, no, I apologize. Well, it didn't do any good for him. I've got um Got any more pride stuff? We'll finish up no, the pride thing. No, more serious, brother. I I, I want to go talk about um the, the, a little bit about the doctor who actually presented and started talking about transitioning children, a psychologist named John Money. Nice. And um Get it queued up, and I'll do this first. They think of Antifa and Black Lives Matter in many cases. But according to experts, there's a new movement. The movement's emerging, evolving radical transgender activists. They're reportedly growing increasingly violent and extreme. Some are using the term, drumroll please, Trantifa, to describe the phenomenon. Journalist Andy No joins us now. Andy, you're the first one to tell us about Antifa, to go inside some of the unrest and prove they exist. They're not just an idea. Like the FBI director said, what about this group? FBI. Well, it's the same movement, really. It's just their current manifestation. Antifa can 
only mobilize, uh, organize, and radicalize in opposition to something for many years. That mm-hmm. was Donald Trump. Of course, they were aided by uh, the opposition party as well as um, those in the liberal press. Now they're going after parents and, and what they call cis women, cis girls. And by that, I mean biological, real women and girls. And the violent movement really in my, what I've seen is that it allows for particularly violent, misogynistic men to take out um, their hatred against women under the guise of trans activism or trans rights. And it allows women who are taking cross-sex hormones and taking on some male typical behaviors uh, for violence to then also partake, partake in that violent criminality. And where have you seen this happen? What cities? Well, it's happened in Portland, in Seattle, in Los Angeles, when in New York, and various places where women's rights activists have tried to campaign for the for the sex-based protections and rights that women are entitled to. Um, in the UK, you see that as well, as well as on continental Europe. Do you see backlash real quick, Andy? Do you see at one point the average? So this is something I'm going to toot my own horn. This is something I've been talking about for years that the, uh, the, the Antifa people, uh, they would always be led by a trans dude. Every time in these, these videos, when you see in them and they're getting violent or whatever, or they're confronting, uh, you know, uh, like he said, you're, they're opposing, uh, something that it's always the, uh, Almost always, dude, it's the dude that thinks he's a girl that ends up uh, committing some sort of violence first in these um, encounters. And um, I don't know. It's just kind of cool to see uh, this this developing more, you know. And shout out to Andy No, right? Because he's been that guy. He's what you really call a reporter. If anybody really wants to be a reporter, they got to study under that gentleman because He's legit. Mm-hmm. What you really he and he got into the anyways, legit. Yep. You kind of you know, the whole risking your life as a journalist, uh there's there's few of those uh out there and he was one that he would put himself right in the middle Dude, of that he stuff. Got, that's what brought him into the forefront was he got his butt kicked because mm-hmm. of Antifa. He got concussed, yep. got a concussion. Yep. Uh, and but, they don't like him at all. But yeah, that during this video we were just watching, you can't see it. If you're listening, but you know they're showing the the Portland courthouse where they were basically uh, trying to set fire to that courthouse for what a month straight. Yeah, the Antifa and the Black Lives Matter. You know we've we've all forgot about this stuff. It seems like, but I haven't. To me, I I, I went down a rabbit hole with a uh, a. Uh, it first started with an Oprah Winfrey uh, clip about a, a gentleman named uh, David uh, Raymer. And he's uh, a, a, an interesting story because he's basically one of the very first, he was the, the one of three first patients that John Money transitioned into a, convinced the parents to transition the little boy into a girl. The boy, John, what David had is that they tried, he was, I believe, Jewish, they tried to do the circumcision, something happened, and to the penis of this boy. So the mom said, I don't know what, we was having problems. And the mom was convinced that this was kind of cure whatever problem he had. 
And then the doctor started talking to the parents about that this boy's a boy, a girl, and that they will basically they were gonna. How do I say? Groom this boy to start believing that he's a girl. And there's these videos where he's asking the boy, you know, about transitioning, whether they want to transition. And, you know, he, and the little boy at the time was seven years old, and the doctor's like, <sighs> do you want to transition? And the little girl's, no. And it's amazing how mature that seven-year-old was responding. Because I wouldn't expect my seven-year-old, and then ask, you know, basically asking her, the doctor asking uh, Dr. Money, asking this patient, don't you want to transition? Well, at what age do you think you should transition? And the little boy goes, well, 13. Well, I don't know if 13 seems a little bit far, the doctor says. Interesting, brother man. So Fucking gross, dude. Here, here's, here's, here's a little clip about the, the Oprah one. Called a medical triumph. triumph. But in truth, the case was a failure. Devastating the lives of just about everybody involved. This is David, who has remained anonymous until now, uh, only known in the medical journals as John Joan. And this is Janet Reimer, David's mother, who made the agonizing decision to change the sex of her son and to raise him as a girl. And what you all at home didn't see during the taping of that piece, um, we could tell Janet you're, you know, moved and probably disturbed by uh, what you're saying. And David, you, you comfort her. So she's hurting right now. Uh, mothers are all over the world are all alike. There's guilt. Uh, it's darned if you do and darned if you don't. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what things that were done were done out of compassion out of love for your child. Mm-hmm. And, and Science. How can I hate my mother for Listen that? To, mm-hmm. Did you think he would hate you? Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Did you hate yourself? Yes. Mm-hmm. So you talk on the tape about the day you first put the dress on. Did you have agonizing feelings about it even when the doctor, or were you of that generation or kind of person when the doctor said this would be best? Did you all believe that it would be best? Yes, I had complete faith in the doctor. Mm -hmm. I believed it would be best. But when he started to rip it off, I started to have doubts. Mm -hmm. And during the whole journey of trying to create a feminine being, there were doubts along the way, but I couldn't afford to contemplate them because I couldn't afford to be wrong. I couldn't have faced the alternative. And the alternative being what? That you'd made yeah, this horrible mistake? Yes. Because then what could you do? Self. Right. You couldn't afford that money. Since, yeah. you, since your earliest memories, you never felt like you were she was young. a boy, a I girl. Crazy. I never quite. So, interesting, huh? It goes on. You want me to go on, bro? And it's, I, let me go take you to this, a clip of this documentary. But in truth, the case was a... Here you go. ...was not advanced enough to help Bruce Reimer. Only a few weeks ago, Johns Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore announced that it was opening a gender identity clinic expressly for people who wanted to change their sex. Dr. John Money, a psychologist... Then several months later, 
The Reimer family saw something on television that made them feel hopeful for the first time since the accident. Dr. John Money, originally from New Zealand, was a pioneer in the astonishing new field of sex change surgery. Dr. Money, it's still a pretty drastic procedure, isn't it? Well, it's a drastic procedure by, procedure by your standards and mine. Dr. Money was on there and he was very charismatic. He was very, he seemed very highly intelligent and very confident of what he was saying. Dr. Money had brought a transsexual with him, a man who had been changed into a woman. As a matter of fact, uh, you've never been into the transsexual certainly made an impact because she was a very feminine-seeming woman. You mean an actress? That's what the kid said. And I thought, here's our answer, here's our salvation, here's our hope. Janet wrote to Dr. Money after the show ended. He replied promptly. Well, I just, I wanted to mention too that, you know, throughout a lot of these testimonies or, uh, you know, it's very obvious that there is, there is no, there's no ability to have faith in things working out and that they have to, they have to actually do something, you know, in the in this world physically that will fix it instead of, you know, going inside of yourself and figuring it out. There's none of that. It's always an external thing that's going to fix me. You know, yeah. something else is going to fix me. You know, and it's it. I've just noticed that that uh, you know, it's not just the the you know gender stuff. It goes across the board like that. You know, we've talked about purpose a lot, you know, having purpose. And and the sad part, Brother Man, that man. six years after he gave that interview on, on Oprah and this documentary came out about this doctor, John Money, the gentleman ended up going into the parking lot of a grocery store and shoot himself. Mm-hmm. And prior to that, his twin brother killed himself. So it's... It's it's so the, messed it, up, too, because... And, 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 and the... Um, the way Oprah opened the show said it was a failed experiment. If, if, if I can play it again, just the way she opens it up. Look it. And this was like seventies. You're two thousand because oh. the guys are already um, up of age already. You know what I'm saying? So when he finally was able, to, when he was finally willing to talk about it and let the world know what happened to him. So listen to how the way Oprah opens her this show. I hate Oprah. Yeah, listen. Oh, let me return it back to the beginning of it. Called a medical triumph, but in truth, the case was a failure, devastating the lives of just about everybody involved. This is David, who has remained anonymous Ah, until now, uh, only known. So there you go. She said it was a failed experiment, and yet that's the doctor that they're quoting right now. Right now, and why they're implementing these changes, and it's his research, Doctor John Money's research, is that they're quoting. It's to me, it's really evil too, because when you think about purpose in people's lives, uh, adults, you know, you you build, you start to have purpose, even if it's not faith. It'll be 
your job or whatever is your purpose. But as a child, you literally have no purpose yet. You're you're like an empty. You're an innocent, beautiful vessel. So what these people are doing is literally giving you purpose, which is a false purpose, obviously. But you know, and and kids, you know, they just they they want they want something. They want to be accepted. You know, and you know, I think that. Uh, I don't know. I I really am big on this purpose thing because I know most of my life, you know, my purpose was, you know, I didn't have anything. It was just basically just get paid and, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, have fun, do me, whatever yeah. thing. Yeah. But you know, until until, money out. until you have something, uh, a purpose that's bigger than you, you know, it's uh. That's what um I I was listening to um a podcast and about a lot of these people like. Rachel Levin, all that. They don't have kids. Yeah. They don't, they don't have a future. Right. For them, they don't, They can't see a future yeah. because kids give you a future. He's talking about Admiral Levine, which is a dude that... Uh, but he has no future. He he can't imagine the future because who's taking him to the future? I know, but you, you and I have you, kids that are going to take us to the future. You, That's why we look towards the future. You're right. You just You have to fill in all the context with that guy because... Nobody knows who he is, and he's like, he is the health and human services assistant director, dude in our government. He's basically the second in charge of health in our country, in the USA. And not, and he's a trans dude, and very out of shape. Yeah, he probably couldn't do a push up if you even gave him a dollar to do one. I don't think he's able to do it. Do you have that hotep uh, where Rogan's calling him out? Oh, Peter? Do you have that? Yeah, of course I do. Okay, get that ready because I'm gonna we're gonna go over to uh Who are you talking to, buddy? We're gonna go over to all that. We're gonna move on. Let's do this. Yeah, so no agenda covered this pretty well in their kind of opening segment, and then I'll kick it over to you. Oh wow. Joe Rogan had JFK Jr. on his podcast. And for about the first two hours, he just um, railed on vaccines and went into into depths. I'd forgotten. We've deconstructed most of this. Uh, but you know how how they really work, and and how the schedule is increased, and the legality of it. And of course, he knows about all this because he sued many of these companies. Uh, and it was interesting because Joe started off with a whole like five minute monologue, like a soliloquy about he always thought that you know JFK Jr. was an anti vaxxer a kook, a nut job, tinfoil hat wearing dude. Until he read his book um, about Anthony Fauci. Um, and so this just went on. It was beautiful on and on and on and on. And, you know, he says all kinds of stuff like, you know, we should ban, uh, uh, advertisement of pharma on television. I mean, really stuff that, that we pretty much would agree with. And then, uh, now Joe never goes on Twitter. I think he, whatever he does, he does Instagram and then whatever he posts on Instagram, it gets reposted on Twitter and Hotep Hotez, you know, our friend up there in uh, North Texas, he starts going off, you know, typical Twitter, like, oh, look at these, look at these two spreading misinformation about vaccines. I don't think he does that. Voice. <laughs> That's a good clip <laughs> like right there. And so Joe voice. pops on the Twitter 
and says, hey, Peter Hotes, he's been on his show too, Hotep Hotes. He says, uh, I will donate $100,000 to the charity of your choice if you come in and debate Robert F. Kennedy uh, Jr. Uh, no time limits. And all hotets will do hemming and hawing. And then now people are, you know, there's people throwing a hundred grand on top of that. And it's like $800,000. Over now. a million and a half and is like, now. well, you know, oh, come on. I'll talk to you. But I can't talk to misinformation guy. He won't do it. Nobody mm-hmm. will. Of course They won't not. debate uh, McCullough. They won't ba- debate Malone. No. They won't debate anybody. This whole group of people, and Hotep is one of the top of the group. The toppers, yeah. They will not talk about it. They, they have their spiel, and they don't want to talk about it. That's it. No. Yeah, the, the experts that told us two weeks to flatten the curve, all the BS that we heard, they don't want to now... They don't want to now actually have to accept responsibility for that. No, they don't want to talk about it. They still believe <laughs> if they'll close, they can plug their ears and and close their eyes and just say it's not true, it's not true, it's not true, it's or not true. Or just say it's science. It's yeah, science. science. It's science. science. <laughs> so you want me to play this guy? Yeah, whenever you're ready. We can keep going on the no agenda too if you're not Let's ready. Go. You ready? Go. Yeah, no, go play some more. Cause I mate, can... it's like science is in. <laughs> it's like checkmate. It's really fantastic. Now, I doubt that the M5M will do anything with this because we, we will, shh, don't let anybody know about this, but it's pretty, it's pretty viral right now. It's big time. So a very, very interesting and there's uh, a lot of names situation. That have been donating to that pot. <laughs> yeah. I think Andrew Tate put like half a no, mil. He did. Valuetainment guy did. No, he put a hundred. Uh, uh, Andrew put half a million. Go, dude! I want to see this, and he got arrested again. The angle uh, that no agenda was taken, which I I really liked, and then we can get to your Hotez uh, burning there that Rogan does on him, is that basically in uh, no agenda has been talking about it for years is the uh, ability to advertise uh, on regular TV. This country and, and New mm-hmm. Zealand are the only two countries in the world that allow to do that. And, um, you know, they, they present a really good argument, I think, and so does uh, JFK Jr., that if you just single-handedly just took that out, took that advertising out of our system, that it would basically cripple them to be able to propagandize and do all this, uh, you know, gaslighting that they've been doing to us and that they're continually doing to us. And um, I have to say that, you know, that uh, basically taking that away, you cannot advertise directly. You got to, you, you know, that's ridiculous for one. And then the other one is, you know, the uh, I forgot what I was going to say, but go ahead. Okay. Um, I agree with all that what you're talking about on this video that I'm about to play. Oh, yeah. Couple, I like this it's one. about a year ago. And again, to go back to our health experts and lecturing us, <laughs> but to them, health isn't exercising, eating right, you know, be mobile, all the, that's not for them what they consider healthy. So let me, here we go. Immune system in other ways. Do you take probiotics? Are you cautious about your diet? Um, I'm not as cautious about my diet as I 
should be I'm a junk foodaholic, uh, actually. Well, that I seems mean, like a terrible thing for your health. It, it is a terrible thing for my health and something my wife is uh, working on. But that seems basis. ridiculous for someone who works with health. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's sometimes, going on with you, man? Sometimes, man, I just don't sometimes. get it right. <laughs> How often? What? How often? How often do I steal a bag of chips or something like that? How often like do you that? eat garbage? Uh, I don't know. No, no, hopefully not every day. But, you know, hopefully so, not every day. Yeah, maybe a couple of times a week. Oh. Know. That's what with Rachel, my, uh, my daughter with autism, that's like our thing is to go to the uh, – it's called the burger joint or to um, Shake Shack to get, mm-hmm. a, to get a cheeseburger. We'll stick, sneak some fries. So, mm. so you – Live in large, we call it. Like that mouth pleasure so much, you're willing to sacrifice a little bit. Of I health. am, yeah. I, you know, I, you know, I, I can, I have to concede that's the case. Well, there's, I mean, I don't have to tell you, but there's a, a large body of data that connects poor diet to a host of diseases. Mm-hmm. That seems like a t- crazy decision for COVID. a guy in your line of work. There you go. Sometimes the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes the, it's not all brain. It's. Uh, it, it's something else. But, I mean, if you ate healthy food, I mean, you, the thing is your body starts craving healthy food. You start feeling Yeah, no, no question. Results. No question about it. Do you take vitamins? I don't take vitamins. Really? Yeah. I don't wow. Them. I don't think they do. I don't think they're needed. Because most in the, Amer- in the American – in the American wow. Hold up. Hold up. You don't think they're needed while you're eating junk food? Well, I think, hopefully I'm not only eating junk food, okay, right? But you know there's a large body of clinical mm-hmm. research on the efficacy of vitamins, mm-hmm. especially vitamins D, vitamins I, B. I have taken vitamin D for periods for and periods. the recommendation of my internist. Yeah. What about essential fatty acids, which mm-hmm. are great for your brain, fish oil, uh, all these different things that are fantastic uh, I'm, for I'm not gonna ar- I'm not going to argue with you. What you is got, going you, on with you, 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 got, you got it, hand, you got, on, you got it over me. Yeah, you got to yeah. sw- listen, but it would you would have a much better argument, don't you you're, think? You're making my wife stay here. So. If you're taking care of yourself yeah. 100% instead but of you just still need, But you still need your vaccines. I'm sure ah. you do, but ah. vaccines aren't going to prevent cancer. No, that's true. Right. Or obesity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't exercise or don't anything. Don't be healthy. Don't be... And what I was getting... Uh, uh, what I what was, an asshole. Uh, extracting from this video and the way this gentleman, if you look at it, his body language... He's not a type. He his um, persona of being the bow tie friendly doctor is a front. Mm-hmm. He did not like Mm-mm. to be questioned. Mm-hmm. He didn't like that he was like because you somebody's like yeah 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 I don't need yeah you got me right got uncomfortable All right. yeah All right dude and if I continue to listen to it, you can see that he's starting to get a little agitated mm-hmm. and it's like how dare you talk to me I'm telling you just take the fucking vaccine and that's it you could tell uh, Rogan was irritated too you could tell like well, Rogan was kind of like what the how are you going to talk about health if you don't keep yourself healthy? <laughs> yeah. It's again, there's a meme that went out and you look at all the uh, the health directors of all the countries and 90% of them are obese. Mm-hmm. But yet they're the ones who tell us what we can eat and cannot eat. How are you supposed to respect someone when they're like, I don't think you need to take vitamins or supplements? Why, why do people the? take Joe Rogan's word? Because the wow. man exercised, the guy practices what he preaches, and um, what else do you want? I mean, yeah, yeah. And that's our health director. That's the guy that they're they're tapping on the shoulder to take over for Fauci. I wonder if uh, he's got to have that attitude towards vitamins and all that stuff because of the emergency approval system that we've talked about repeatedly, where it can't you can't have something that will. 
uh, take care of it that's not a vaccine. So, like, if it's a you know supplement that could take care of it, what is that called? Know? Homo homopedic or homo home care? What is it called? Homo home um, ther- home because they don't. If you go to the doctor, they don't talk about vitamins. They won't talk homeopath. About homeopath. They won't talk to you about going to a chiropractor, going to masseuse. Mm-hmm. No, they'll tell you, no, come here. We can surgically help you. Mm-hmm. We can help your back surgically. I There's many videos showing doctors, like, say, uh, spinal doctors, who are watching chiropractor videos and, and criticizing them. And, but they're not going to accept it. But it's funny, though. Most doctors, though, do believe in exercising. Most doctors are usually like health nuts. Most doctors are taking care of themselves. Most doctors. I just, to to me, once again, this just points out that thing of like, there wasn't any, no nobody was like, hey, get lots of sleep, go out in the sun. Even if you didn't say take, med- uh, take vitamin D and whatever, zinc and all that stuff, just what was- get in the sun at least an hour a day. What was what was the revolution? But they don't. They, they were doing like, in Spain. Geez. They were showing us on TV that they were taking people out of the hospital in their beds to the sun because it was helping them to with their sickness. You're mm-hmm. going, so going out to the sun was helping them a lot more than the medication. It was scientific proof. They, they, they were taking people outside. Maybe that's why we were getting sick. We're inside playing video games mm-hmm. and everything all day. We get no vitamin, natural vitamin D. Yeah, I, I, I myself don't mm-hmm. don't take vitamins. I believe in in taking ingesting them from nature, from mm-hmm. God. If I want vitamin D, I'm gonna sit in the sun. You know, mm-hmm. if I want some vitamin E, if I want some vitamin C, I'm gonna go open an orange. I'm gonna peel up a part of an orange and eat an orange. The problem is, is they spray crap in the skies so that that uh, vitamin D doesn't get into you as much as you need it to get into you is they're you know blocking that stuff out so and with fires man too and everything interesting huh but see that's that's the whole thing yep that was um i didn't listen to the whole interview with uh um rfk jr but uh you know i just i thought that that you know the no agenda kind of presented it as a single um, single issue uh, voting type of mechanism where if you just, you could literally just take the money out of, you know, they're never going to do it though. That's probably part of the problem because the same people that are the pharmaceuticals, I think end up uh, funding a lot of these, <laughs> you know, uh, news agencies that are covering the election. So I don't, I don't even know if it's, I don't even think you can get it out. You the know, reason, the reason I started looking into RFK Jr. is because um, he was on Theo Vaughn's podcast and they removed his interview with RFK Jr. This whole bit interview off of YouTube. And so when he popped on to Joe Rogan, I was like, okay, I want to see that these MF, MFers are going to be able to take this guy off this show. And so far, they're even putting his clips on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But they went after Theo Vaughn. And the issue with when he was speaking with Mm. Theo Vaughn, a lot of his theories were coming out. And he's being very outspoken at this moment Mm -hmm. about what actually has been happening to what what has happened to his family. Mm -hmm. What um, I don't know if you want to go that far, but later on I've got a video where his theory about how his uncle was shot. And that's John F. Kennedy Jr. 
Yeah, I mean, we we did cover it a little bit. I think last week we were we were talking about it, but the the the, the thing I heard that the Theo Vaughn was that he spoke about his father's murder. Oh boy, shoot! He spoke about his father's murder, and that was his that was his big uh, deal. Mm. Well, the the same people that did that are pretty much running the show right now, and if you go by my theory of the COVID emergency that the um, intelligence agencies basically took over the country at that point. I don't, I don't know if since the emergency has been lifted, I don't know if that takes the power back away from them, but I doubt it. It's probably a, you want to hear, you want to hear still, talk about um, it real quick? You wanna, you wanna yeah. I mean, we're at almost an hour in, we've got lots more to do, but go for it. It's a short one. It's not very long at all. Realize early on that the purpose of the CIA and the intelligence apparatus was to create a constant pipeline of new wars. Eisenhower, who was the outgoing president, gave what is probably the most important speech in American history, which was, you know, where he warned against the military-industrial complex. I was at my uncle's inauguration. I was in Washington that day, you know, as a six-year-old boy. And two months later, the military and intelligence came to him and said, we got to invade Cuba. And he was like, I'm not going to Cuba, and I'm not going to let the military. And they said, well, we got all these Cubans trained, and they're going to go attack Castro. And he said, well, we're, the U.S. government can't be doing that. I don't like what Castro's doing down there, but the, it's not the United States' job to dictate what kind of governments other countries have. Oh, yeah. And they said... Uh, well, as soon as they land, there's going to be a, a big revolution. Everybody's going to rise up and they're going to overthrow Castro. And he said, well, you can't use the U.S. military. And they ended up bringing those guys over. And in the middle of it, in the night, they came to him and said, they're getting wiped out on the beach and you need to send in the military and invade. And he said, we're not going to do it. He stepped out of that meeting Dang. and he realized they had been lying to him and trying to trick him. And he said, I want to take the CIA and shatter it into a thousand pieces and scatter it to the winds. For the next a thousand days of his presidency, he was at war with his military and intelligence apparatus. They tried to get him to go into Laos. He said, no. They tried to get him to go into Vietnam. They said that we need 250,000 combat troops. He refused. Everybody around him wanted him to go into Vietnam. He sent 16,000 military advisors. They weren't allowed to fight. Many of them did. They both violated the rules of engagement. In October of 1963, he heard some of his Green Berets had been killed over there. And he said, I want a total casualty list from Vietnam. And his aide came to him and said, 75 Americans have died. He said, that's too many. And he signed that day a national security order ordering all troops out of Vietnam, U.S. troops. And then a month later, he was killed. Wow. Dang. That's why he gets. They're going after his yeah. butt. Wow, and I think all that that Vietnam stuff was all just about drug running and uh, that, the and that Golden Triangle and all that. Dude, imagine how much money. Yeah. Wow. I've always heard that. Um, you know, it was the Bay of Pigs Cuba thing uh, that kind of set all that off. But the Vietnam, you know, that was all right there too. Well, he was refusing to use them being to be used as pawns mm-hmm. and. Amazing. A month later, he was assassinated. And then probably as soon as what's-his-name took over, that's probably when we moved full throttle into Vietnam. Right, right, in. right after. They started drafting everybody, sending notices to everybody. Wow. And, yep. All right, what you got next, brother, man? So it's just it's weird, though, how – because if you go by my logic 
of all of this is planned. There is no dude that just decides he wants to be president. You know, it's all it's all a system. You're you're tapped. You know, years ahead of time that you're going to run in this year. About it's all orchestrated. Is my idea. So, like, why is this guy being allowed to be on Rogan? You know, and get to even to the point that he is now, where he's. You know, I don't. I, I think the last time I saw I, it was to almost twenty percent uh, will vote for him. But I heard of Democrats but, at this point. But he was also one of the biggest advocates during the COVID lockdown, and you heard his voice. He got he got taken down from YouTube. He mm-hmm. was just like he got Alex Jones, mm-hmm. and so that's why he got voiced out, bro. I mean, his I'm he's just, been talking about. I'm just wondering why he's time. allowed to be doing this. Well, that's what I'm wondering. What uh, Andrew Schultz was saying, he goes, you know, it's uh, part of that family creed. It's like, you know what, they're, uh, they they get shot for going against the system, bro, to come out and speak out against the system because his father got murdered for that same things and his uncle. You know, I mean. I guess I need to do some more research and find out, like, who's funding him, you know, who is backing him, you know, because well, it's obviously got to be Democrats. It's not Republicans that are backing and funding him. So there's a, a segment of the Democrats that are. It's kind of weird. I don't. I don't know who's backing him. This. I mean, we kind of we got an idea with uh, DeSantis. We know Trump. I. I we think, know Biden. I think what he's got is a good chance to be a Ross Perot, where he's going to take a lot of the votes away. That's what they're afraid of, bro. Because that that he's going to take away votes from from Biden, even if he doesn't have the opportunity mm-hmm. to win. He's going to take a lot of votes from him. It. And if, and if, and if Trump reaches out, imagine if he taps his shoulder to be vice president. Who, Biden? No. If, if, if uh, oh, Trump, Trump puts on Kennedy and goes, dude, you want to be my vice president? Dude, that would be a scary ticket. A scary ticket. Hmm. All right. Let's move on. Wow. Hour in, guys. Oh, I already did that one. I need a different one. That's better. So speaking of Trump, I actually went through and um, kind of went through more of this Andrew Tate interview. And, you know, I, I honestly, you know, whatever you want to say about him, I know Mud Dog's not a fan, but the amount of knowledge and the amount of like red pill, uh, red pill rants that go on in this four, it's a four and a half hour interview. And I honestly, there is no point where I'm like, oh, this is stupid, this is boring or whatever. I feel like it's very, um, very insightful. And uh, he brings up repeatedly, you know, the Matrix and um, all all these kind of, uh, you know, cancel culture, all these things that we've been talking about forever. And I don't know, dude. You know, I, I, to me, he seems to be repeating the same thing Alex Jones was talking about. He ain't speaking nothing new. Nothing new. He's not bringing nothing new to the table. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there there's really nothing new, I guess. It's just the ability for him to reach uh young men you know alex jones can't really get that 
you know, there is no, there is no like, uh, I want to be the, like the, Alex the, Jones, the, the you reach know? that he's getting, been able to get the message out, his message, is what everyone's concerned about. But again, what he's talking about, I, in, any man who, stand, who has stood on their own two feet and tightened their belt and go, I'm a man. I got to stand firm. That's why, to me, when I hear him speaking, I'm like, okay, yeah, it's. I, it's, it's, it's I agree, common, but to me, it's common sense what he's speaking about. I know, but look at our culture, buddy. There is no common sense. Where there is no get, men where get, anymore. Where you get, where's your source of common sense? What's your source of common sense? <laughs> well, common sense is not common. It's, where is it's, your source? Because it's accumulated this man's not knowledge. My source of common sense. What do you mean? Titan, Tate here. He's not my source of common sense. I don't come to him to find out what common sense is. Yeah, I, I don't come to his show I to listen to him that, speak <laughs> to tell me what common sense means. I'm telling you, common sense is not common for people. I understand. Okay, that. <laughs> that's all I'm it's saying. It's a gift from God. If you have, if you get common sense, mm-hmm. it's a gift. It's called insight. It's a gift from God. Okay, it's not so all, it's not given to everybody. Okay, calm down, buddy. I know you can't stand this guy, but no, calm that's down. not that I don't I stand the guy. Dude, that's not my point. Calm down. Are we lacking common sense in this world? No. So our, the, media, our media and our <laughs> entertainment and all this stuff tells us we are. But our true society, I don't believe we really are. Okay, so so men are doing a great job in the culture right now. In my house, it is. Hmm. In my house, it is. I don't know about another man's house. That's that man's problem. Well... I don't know if you, you've been watching or listening to the show, but for two years straight, that's all we basically talk about is how men aren't being men anymore and they need to stand up and be men. That's basically, you know, that and Hollywood, like do you know who faith you're talking stuff. to? Well, I, I, you know I, who you're talking to. You did I not stand up when, when there's 1500 people didn't stand up when there's someone that you don't like you shut off. You shut all like you I shut off, I, dude. What, what I what I don't understand. What I and I'm just trying to keep you open. That's all I'm trying what to I, do. What I don't understand about this is that he's not bringing anything new to the table. Okay, you said that already. Okay, I got that's that. what I meant. But men aren't being men today. This is a fact, dude. And I don't. You don't accept it, I guess. But I do. Are you <laughs> talking to your boy? What do you mean? Are you manning him up? Yes, of course. Okay, then. That's how we're going to cure all this. Okay. So there's no problem with the men youth in America and the world right now. Video games is fine. Not having a career path or purpose is fine. That I don't know. Okay. Not having faith is fine. You work at a place where you're surrounded by like, men. This is not good, dude. Work ethics. You're surrounded by men that work hard. You're surrounded by men that get up every effing morning and go their butts to work. Mm-hmm. And the majority of those men have families and mm-hmm. wives and kids. It's what motivates them to get up. That's not a man. You got, what do you mean that's not a man? No. What is a oh, getting, I don't want to get into this art discussion with you about that. I'm not arguing, dude. I'm just what do you saying. Mean that's not a man. Getting up and going to work doesn't make you a man. Being responsible? Taking care of your home? Yeah, that's a man. Well... There's that's a, a lot. That's what a man does. There's his a l- wife is at home. The man goes out and busts his ass, and then comes home and takes care of the house. That's how the house is taken care of. Mm-hmm. Well then, 
So houses ran the way. What dictates my house is the good book. The good book dictates my house because the good book is my leader. Mm-hmm. The Lord Jesus Christ is my leader. Amen, buddy. So I appreciate what this man says, meaning because you're right. There's not a lot of people in the media who are getting attention, who are getting their videos played time after time after time that is speaking the message that he's speaking. For some reason, people are so interested in Andrew Tate that they're willing to put him on little clips of on their sh- on every little show they have his clip on it, hoping that someone will go onto their show mm-hmm. to listen to his clip. Mm-hmm. That is something that that's what he's boasting about. Andrew Tate is that he has that ability that he's such an he's the most interesting or I said he's the most searched googled man on earth. Mhm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think uh I think men you know, you you should look to God first, obviously. Jesus read, is the only one that teaches read the Bible and all that stuff, but I think men for some reason, and it's not right, but for some reason, men look to other men Those as examples, men. right? Those are weak men. I'm, I'm just saying, in general, other men look to other men to kind of have an example. You know, they, they don't, unfortunately, look to God to get that example. So when I'm basically complaining that there's too many betas, you know, I used to be one. There's too many betas out there. We need to, like, have men that are willing to speak up and speak their mind that this guy is doing more for the men out there than anybody I know, at I least know in, about that. in this world. That. I don't know about that. I mean, cause I, I don't, cause the man that I worship has done way more things for men. I know. And this world for a longer time than that guy. Okay. They play him. Killing me, buddy. All right. Okay, let's let's cut the garlic. I'm going back to jail anyway, probably with this matrix stuff and try and kill me anyway. Yes, you're in jail right now. They probably are. If Trump's situation isn't a matrix attack, what is? What did they just hit him with in New York? Some defamation for defending himself against a lie? Is that if that's not a matrix attack? Tell me what what is possibly else. Anyone who's sitting out here who actually truly believes that the matrix doesn't exist has no idea how the world works. The media machine and the legal system work hand in hand to try and slander people's name and convince you enough, convince the populace enough that they're guilty so there's no revolt, so they can hit them with a guilty plea. They've already decided before all of it. It's all, it's all, it's all a plan. This many months of negative news, then we'll hit them with this, we'll get them guilty for this, and with this many months of negative news, the populace will probably swallow it. It's garbage. It's a matrix attack from head to toe. How much do you see yourself in Trump? And do you use your words? First, they try to cancel you. He was canceled. Then they try to throw you in jail. He's dealing with lawsuits. Lastly, they try to put a bull in your head. Well, Trump's lucky because he's a bit older. So Trump will try and outlast him. They'll wait. My problem is I'm I'm a bit young. You know, and I also think the reason I feel particularly at risk and I, I say these things on podcasts to protect myself and I don't want anyone to think I'm paranoid or crazy because I, I, I really don't believe I am. The reason I think I'm particularly at lit risk is for the thing you just said. It's the masculine youth who are my fans. It's the 11 year olds, 12 year olds, 15 year olds, 16 year olds. They are the future of the world. They're the people you want to go and die in a ditch. They're the soldiers you need. Those are the people you need psyoped. You need them psyoped. You can't have a bunch of men who aren't psyoped. Mm-hmm. That's when you lose control of everything, when the men don't listen anymore. 
And they're all listening to me. And I'm teaching them things like God, religion, personal responsibility, accountability, discipline. And everyone's saying, well, why are they attacking Andrew for just telling the truth and making me go to the gym? Because when you have these things, when you have accountability and discipline and personal responsibility, you have a barrier, you have a parameter, you have a no, you have a limit. They don't want you to have a limit. None of the men are allowed limits. We must accept whatever we are given from our relationship with our woman, from the government, from our job. We're, we're just the slaves. We're, we're the backbone of the tax bracket. We just have to shut up and pay our taxes. As soon as we have limits, they have a problem. That's why they dislike the things I teach. What do I really say? What do I really teach young kids as genuine dangerous? What do I say? Go to the gym, stick up for yourself. Stick up for yourself, go to the gym, you're allowed an opinion. Educate yourself, be smart, work hard. Believe in things, believe in yourself. Have friends, have strong friends around you. Don't listen to dishonest men or dishonest women. It's not misogynistic to say dishonest people. Non-gendered should be anywhere near you. You should have standards for who's your friend, standards for who you have relationships with romantically, whether you're gay or straight. You should have standards. Telling men to have standards is now wrong think. Mm-hmm. Because if, as soon as men have standards, they lose control. They don't want any man to have any standard on anything. They mm-hmm. want to come along and say, no, you need the eighth injection. Take it. That's all they want. I think that's the saddest thing that's happened to you is because anybody that listens to your long form content, not 60 seconds on TikTok, fully understands that you're an advocate for male self-improvement. Absolutely. Get out of depression, work your ass off, be coachable, make money, get women, enjoy the finer things in life. But they will take the little things you say and label you a misogynist, label you a chauvinist. And that's... Yeah. Okay. I like it. Um, Patrick David, the host of uh, Mm -hmm. PBD, he was on the Tim Pool show. And he said this, what he's talking about, Trump, right? Patrick compared Trump to Kennedy. The, 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 the mm-hmm. clip who I just played mm-hmm. about his nephew talking about Robert Kennedy mm-hmm. Jr. Talking about why his dad was assassinated. The host, Patrick there compared Trump to Kennedy. That the same people that were going after him. Yeah. So see, what this guy just said, Tate. Patrick said it a week ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then everything that he's spewing here about how a man to think and how to do. The reason people are listening to him, these young boys, because they're lost, right? Mm-hmm. But for me, you know where I got that advice from? It's called a book of Proverbs. Mm-hmm. Everything he said is in the book of Proverbs. Mm-hmm. So there's advice there already. The problem is that our society has labeled us Christians as weak. Okay. The laws of this country says that we're the majority, so we're not a protected class. So the law will go after us. Okay? That's what they're gonna do. They're gonna go after us. But the first book of the, the first book of Romans, first chapter, Paul addresses this in the very first chapter of that book. Do you know what Canada tried to do about fifteen years ago? Did you know that they wanted to take out the book of Romans out of the Bible because hmm. they called it um, homophobic? Hmm. So understand that, bro. See, the, all he's doing is repeating stuff that is already out there. The prop that what he's saying is true. The the group that he that's listening to him, which is eleven year olds, twelve year olds, thirteen year olds, is the same group these transgenderism people want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the same group. They want again because right now they have laws that say if they don't transgender before twelve, these mm-hmm. men can't participate in these women's sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Hurry they're up. going after Make a that decision. same group, bro. Both. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. That group mm-hmm. is going after that same mm-hmm. age group. Now, 
obviously what this gentleman is saying is it lots of truth. Okay? But my belief is, because I'm a Christian, I believe the good book is the answer to all the problems. I mean, that's that's a no-brainer, my dog. I, I agree. I just, I don't, I see this presentation having a lot more impact than telling people to read the Bible. Who had more impact on you, this guy or Jesse Lee Peterson? Uh, Jesse Lee. Okay, yeah. then. Does he? And he's pretty much preaching Bible. But Jesse Lee doesn't talk about the Matrix. He doesn't. He does. He, does. he just doesn't. He doesn't call it the Matrix. He calls it the. We need more white people. Yeah, I mean, he's he's more on the racial stuff. But, but uh, he doesn't call it the Matrix. But they're pretty much talking against. Although the he's, same things. He's all about the man making. Oh yeah, he uh, is. About ma- man being strong. How yeah. the house would be stronger if the man is strong. Mm-hmm. Everything that this guy is saying. Jesse Lee Peterson been saying way before this guy came on to the scene. I'm just saying, but do I like what he's got? Yeah, remember we had we. I'm the guy who brought him to you. What what was what was interesting is that this guy came out of nowhere at a time that what he was saying was being destroyed. No man was able to say anything. I just I noticed a distinct change in your attitude after he became Muslim. Like you've completely changed. <laughs> like you were all about Tate and bringing clips and all that stuff. I haven't brought that up, and I haven't mentioned that. Yeah. It's interesting that you would bring. No, that's obvious. Why would that? Why would that be? His brother, his brother Tate, his brother, his brother's a Christian. I don't know. You tell me, dude. But I'm not the one putting <laughs> it out. You're the one putting it out. So tell me how no, I'm doing that. You're the one that freaks out when I bring Tate clips. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Or, just, or Elon I, I, Musk. I, so far, right now, I'm just repeating what he's saying. I'm not talking about his faith. I'm not talking about his conversion. I'm not talking about any of that. What I'm saying right now is the words that are, were coming out of his mouth mm-hmm. on this video that you were playing. Mm-hmm. I never and how he talked about said. God. He never mentioned that. Before. He talked about God. True. What God? <laughs> like you really hung up on this, huh? Huh? Do you want someone that believes in a God or someone that believes in no God? If you had to take a choice, who do you want in the room with you? A guy I don't care what God they believe in. The God, guy who believes in the God of Abraham, <laughs> Isaac, and Jacob. And the God of the Bible. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The very God that brought his people out of Egypt. Okay. His people that he brought seventy people into Egypt okay. and brought more than six hundred thousand people out of Egypt. Did not answer my question. I'm asking you the question. No, you did not. You did not. My whole my whole. You thing, never answer my questions. So by the way, <laughs> why are you? What I just why, I've, why do you point that because, out? I didn't mention that at all until you brought it up. Because this is a a genuine open podcast where I like to bring voices that fit in with my belief of the okay, world, right? Your belief. But I don't have to agree with you. You don't. Okay, that's why are you bashing me whether I like this guy or I'm not? not. I'm not bashing you. I'm telling you you freak out did when I, I bring I him on. I have not said that anything he said was wrong. Did I say that? No, but you... you. What did I say? You belittle anything he says by saying it's already been said. It's already been said. So, well, guess what? Everything's already been said. We can cool. just hit the record button and stop. That's not the point. <laughs> like, that's my... Give that's, me a different. Give me that's a different my whole point with this it. guy. Bring me another different angle towards it. <laughs> he wants you to go to the Church of Tate. 
He wants you to, he talks about it, how people come and listen to me. Come to my church. I'm telling people what to do, how to do. I'm telling them about God. Go exercise. Defend yourself. Yeah, Here are my theories. Fantastic. God. His theories. His theories. Self-improvement. His theories. He has a, call, a thing called Hustler University. His right. theories of life. His theories. Fantastic. Go ahead. Go live by his theories if that's what you want. I'm not talking about his theories. What I'm speaking about is what he's saying and what's coming out of his mouth right okay. now. Did okay. not the host of PBD I, call already say what he said about Trump? Actually, this was recorded last week, uh, nine days ago. So actually, PBD went on pool was, and copied was, actually, okay. what Tate said. Let me stop actually. on that. The PBD one was done, what, two, three, three weeks ago? Nine days. No, we don't know. We're not, we don't know the one when he was on Tim Pool. Look up the one well, Tim Pool and show me what time he was on. said it was a couple days ago. No, I didn't say that. I brought that mm-hmm. clip last week. Uh, I should have put this in when we were talking about the transgender stuff because uh, it gets into the same type of situation that he was just talking about with men where uh, the transgender stuff is to basically prevent men from saying what they see right in front of them. Like you're, you're not supposed to basically be able to witness something in front of you. You just have to believe, uh, you know, without, you know, without any visual, uh, confirmation or any, uh, facts or anything like that. You're just supposed to believe. And I, uh, I just, I like, I like Tate because I like dudes that confront the actual system that's going on. And I see the benefit, you know, of him basically teaching dudes, kids. A lot of those 11 year olds may not even ever even thought about God. Like seriously, some some kid in the middle of nowhere, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying he's like, uh, you should worship him or anything, obviously, but, um, you know, I appreciate him. Ah, All right. All right. You're going to play some more PBD? Uh, We can. That guy, that guy's been getting some interesting people on his show, man. Interesting people. Interesting guy. And no, I think um, Tim Poole came on his show on PBD before uh, Andrew Tate's interview. Because he, he was a guest on PBD. All of a sudden, you put in your profile. Obviously, I joked about it. You're the most Googled woman on earth. You know, that was based on your Twitter profile. You know, Nina Turner comes out and says, if somebody says they're a woman, they're a woman. Not a tough concept. Your response is... I'm a woman, right? You do that. And you've left it on Twitter. Yep. Tell us why. Because I am. You don't believe me? You're a woman? Are you misgendering me? I have to choose to, you're, choose to agree with you, right? My I'm pronouns are she, her. No, but the, the level of... It's all a joke, right? But there's actually a very sinister undertone to all of this garbage. And the sinister undertone is that your baseline instincts and your baseline senses are how you've always perceived the world. Right? 
they have to attack them at some level. And they did. I mean, it's fantastic with COVID. COVID, I know we can talk about it now. It was amazing. I used to say to people all the time, who have you seen die? <laughs> Do you see a pandemic? Yeah, on the news. No, 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 no. No, you didn't. Do you see ambulances rushing back and nope. forth everywhere? Do you nope. see bodies on the street? Do you see lines outside of hospitals? Do you see a pandemic? How a pandemic would look? Do you see a pandemic? Oh, but my grandma, my friend's grandma, your friend's grandma was 96. Okay, so I'm, I'm not saying it's not sad. I'm saying she was 96. Do you see a pandemic? No, you don't. But they have just lied to you so many times that you're ignoring your own eyes. Mm-hmm. That's the final stage of the slave mind. Yeah, it's the final stage. The final stage of the slave mind is when your eyes tell you this is green, but the news told you it was blue. So it has to be blue. So when they're doing these things, it's nothing to do with caring about the mental health, of gender ideology, none of this garbage. They're deliberately attacking you and saying what your eyes tell you is wrong. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because if they can make yep. you start to admit yep. that your own eyes are wrong, yes. then what, what other defense do you have against propaganda? Wait, wait pause real quick. Mm-hmm. Just the argument of them to been trying to convince us that two plus two doesn't equal four. That's a 1984 book, yeah. And, and, and to have mm-hmm. the argument that we had teachers telling us that math was racist, and we all know that it's like the most honest subject probably anywhere. You don't have to learn how to speak correct English to do math. So it's it's the most, how do I say, fair fair <laughs> subject in the world is mathematics. And so it's and wh- amazing, my friend. And what it's is amazing. The, the logic on the math is racist is because it's hard and because white people can... we don't all can- get it. Hey, I get do it jealous. better I, or something. Is I that had a the buddy, point? I'm I'm trying to figure out where they get that. I from. had a buddy, bro, whose parents came out of the field like my my dad did, and I was comparing. And we didn't go to the same elementary like that. We were so our first day at community college, and I'm taking introduction to algebra. Okay, and this guy teach shows me his books. We're both beaners from the same farm. Parents from the farm. This guy is an advanced calculus mm-hmm. shows me the book and it looks like Chinese writing mm-hmm. to me. We So what do I say? Well, math, math is unfair. How come he can understand and mm-hmm. I can't understand? Well, some people have that gift. And why is it to math? Most of us through our life, we just accepted it. Yeah, it's so bizarre. It's like if you're bad at something, that means there's racism. Yeah. I guess. So, I, I mean, so hmm. are we going to call base? Maybe that's why they've been trying to destroy baseball and football because of all these poor people who couldn't make it. But does it stop your people? Eyes can't protect you. Well, then it's over, isn't it? So all of these things they're doing, all of these things are a deliberate assault on the senses. Yep. And they do it by controlling the language. If you control what someone says, over time, you'll control what they think. You don't think what you don't say. It's very hard to live a life for eight years, if you're lucky, and think things and never say them ever. If you think <laughs> that you're going to say it sometimes, you're going to give the idea, get some feedback on the idea, build on the idea, change the idea, whatever it is, through discussion. If you never, ever, ever discuss it, you're not going to think it. So they say, this is the truth, ignore your eyes, and you have to say it's the truth. You can't say it's not the truth. And the people who are in charge of the world, they think generations. What was, what was, uh, what was Roseanne saying? Man. Remember that clip from Roseanne? What was Roseanne saying? No, she won. Of course, 36, 36 counties gave Biden 81 million votes. Of course. 
What do you mean? You're, that's what they told us. They mandated it. They made everyone say that that was the truth. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what he's saying. Roseanne said it. Interesting. But, and it's true what he's saying, right? Because now when he's saying that, you start thinking about the election in Arizona. Overwhelming evidence that what had happened there. Every court, okay, every time you went in front of a judge, knocked down. So what do we start thinking? Dang. Then you see Trump being arrested, his home being raided. What do you start thinking? The teachers, the parents being arrested at, at school meetings. It's everything this man is describing is exactly what is, is what he's doing. They're trying to, as he said, trying to uh, discourage us, trying to say, oh, there's no, why try? Look, why even try? Yeah, that he kind of touched on fifth dimensional warfare a little bit right there too, where you you're thinking things but you don't want to say them, you know, like you're you're censoring yourself basically. Well, the, the one thing that I, I see him since I used to work with Chemical X, and Chemical X people is very don't he's a very modest guy about his chess playing. He's very very good at it. Okay, this, that that boy used to read books about chess strategy. And he looks at the world as a chessboard. And the strategies and everything, the way, and that's how he uh, conducts himself in life. And that's what I see Andrew Tate doing. It's very smart moves, very intelligent about what he's going to make. And look at how he's observing the board, the world. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's very interesting because when you start going into a chess mind, that's what it is. It's, tr- it's mm-hmm. strategy. Mm-hmm. Is what am I and, and, and anticipating what your opponent's going to yeah. do, or setting him up to try and make him move into what you where you want him to move, so then you can lay your trap there. Mm-hmm. And so what they're seeing, it's it's very interesting to me because when I've had conversation with Chemical Lex and he starts breaking down a little bit the way he sees things through a chessboard, it's it's very precision, and that's what I see Andrew Tate his vision of how he's. T- Speaking to us, it's yeah. like the world's a chessboard. Multiple steps. Ahead you hear it, right? You hear thing. him speaking about mm-hmm. it, and he's setting up a piece, and he's moving this piece, and he, it's very smart. It's very cool to see a chess player bringing in his thoughts to the world. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, I, um, I, I honestly, for me, uh, a four and a half hour interview, it's. I don't. I mean, I don't know how. I don't think I could put up a four and a half hour interview and have. Tristan only did uh, an hour and a half. I noticed it wasn't as long. Yeah. But like the, it's by far, it's one of my favorite interviews that I've, uh, I've, I've actually watched it almost twice all the way through now, just kind of having it on the, in the background. And I, and I think that they two actually, um, Patrick and uh, Tate, they have a mutual respect for each other. Mm-hmm. So you can see that they have it. They had dinner together. They broke bread together. Mm-hmm. You see this in the video, so well he was he was on house arrest. Yeah, he wasn't allowed to leave his house. Uh, Tate yeah, yeah, and yeah. and now they have actually officially finally charged him. Uh, I don't know. It was like dude, but they confiscated like trafficking. cars, like they, they, they uh-huh. he was naming how many cars, he, watches and stuff. And he's like, yeah, we know we're not going to get that back. And it's like, how can I mean that's what the see? Look, I know I have my my maybe our our my difference with him in an ideology. But as a person who doesn't like bullies, what's happening to him 
is somebody going, okay, what's going on here, man? Man. What's going on here? Yeah, you may not like him. You may not like his style. Then beat him. Show him a different way. But you, this isn't this mm-hmm. isn't cool, man. The guy, the guy is a four time kickboxing champ. He he didn't just rise from nothing. But now the way they're attacking him, it's like, dude, I I may not want to. I mean, I, yeah. What's, it's just too obvious. It's too interesting. What's fascinating to me is he didn't really get, uh, he didn't he didn't get in the 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 crosshairs throughout all the the man stuff and the you know uh, make money with me all that you know like you're saying that program he's got. It was, I I'm pretty sure it was the COVID lockdown stuff because he was he was one of the first you know not the first but one of the the best guys to succinctly kind of point out the ridiculousness of it and then i noticed he he pushes on this matrix thing a lot you know of uh of the there's some uh some mysterious uh like organization that is able to basically take people down you know through media and whatever however other you know, judiciary, judiciary, ugh, I can't say it, but, uh, you know, it was after all that, that it seemed like he started, uh, he's got a lot really popular since then too, but then he started getting a lot of, uh, he, he a was, lot of heat. He was pointing out a lot of the holes into their dispute and their discussion and he didn't agree with it. You know, it, it, we, we had, they, they try to bring him down that he beat up his girlfriend. The girlfriend came out numerous times saying, "No, this is something we did." It, it, it she, she came out and said it before it, he became big, because it wasn't yeah. the first time they brought it up to him. It was an ugly video. Yeah, I actually did watch it and was it, like, "Oh man, again, I don't know." <laughs> if you're, bro, I, I you but, don't know yeah. what happened. That's the issue in this world. What happens in the bedroom? That's their yeah. business. Yeah, yeah. But they were agreed about doing it, guys. <laughs> So what? That's what she says. About, huh? it, what bit? Not only once. Mm. The lady came out three times to say it. <laughs> so again, mm. just like with Trump, just was like Alex Jones. I do not like bullies. Mm-hmm. I don't like people going after like Trump, going after him like they did. Prove it in court. Show your paperwork. But everybody forgets that the, the 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 Mueller report came out like nothing. They spent millions of dollars during the four years mm-hmm. of this man's presidential, and he came out with nothing. He would come out, I'm going to come out with something. Oh, it's going to break out. Nothing came out. Mm-hmm. And no one is going after Mueller going, dude, you spent $56 million doing this. We got nothing out of it. Where is that? Yeah. Where is Mueller? Where, and, why isn't he being brought up in investigation? And, you know, you could, uh, you know, once again, blame the FBI as usual on this show. But the FBI is the organization that says, OK, investigate this guy. He's got enough like dirt on him. You know, they don't actually do the uh, the prosecution part, but they're supposed to have all the ducks in a row so that when Mueller does his thing, it's all ready for him. You know, they're supposed to recommend uh, without you even uh, prosecution. Knowing, you set something up. 
Dang nugget, buddy. I'm proud of you today. The FBI is ridiculous. I got a story about them, too. Let me see where did I put that at. If you want yours right now, you go ahead. Right here. Before it all began, and they said, we need patsies. So we can create a fake circumstance to manipulate and steal an election. That's exactly what happened in my investigation into this. What I've looked at through the documents from the discovery and everything is that absolutely there were certain people involved that were under surveillance online for years, like Barry Croft. He first came up on the FBI's radar in 2017 for things he was saying online. Uh, anti-government sentiment, they call it now, or whatever. Um, And they have uh, these informants that are undercover online. They have undercover agents who operate uh, numerous identities online. They call them online covert employees. They're actually FBI agents. So one of these undercover feds who I think they ended up introducing into the the group, he's posing as uh, just a regular guy online, like a militia guy, using the name Mark Woods. That's not his real name his real name is special agent mark schweers and he should be very ashamed of himself for what he did in this or he should be criminally prosecuted he should be along with timothy bates who was uce red who posed as a explosives expert towards the end when they needed to get these guys on something but um Yeah, they planned the entire thing. They were monitoring these guys. They give their informants access to a database. This was interesting. And this is in their file for one of their informants who happens to be, by the way, a 20-year felon who has fraud charges and pedophilia. This is, they're talking about the Gretchen Whitmer, Ah, Michigan kidnapping case. Keep going. I was going to say that the charges, which, by the way, the FBI kept out of their own paperwork that had to be independently verified. So they don't even put that in their file when discussing his lengthy criminal record. Um, And uh, yeah, this is the kind of people that they're using as informants. They give him an access to a database of Americans they want to target. So we have to ask the question. Why does the FBI have a database of Americans they want to target? What's the criteria for being put in that database? Is it being run through social media? Podcaster. Is that why they have all of these agents yep. undercover there? They, the FBI created um, pro-2A groups like pages for militias that didn't exist. And they scripted the whole thing. Yeah, They knew in advance. Yep. I feel like what was does it have her name on there? Yeah, but it's pretty small. Okay, because... Right uh, tinfoil hat had a lady that sounds very similar to that talking about the Michigan stuff. And it was very fascinating. I, we talked a little bit about it a couple weeks ago. Uh, interesting. Oh, uh, dude, get real quick, if I can get your name for you. it's like beyond, um, scummy what they do. It's just, it, it's everything that uh, we, they tell us that we're conspiracy theorists, that so we're, scummy. we're, uh, conspiracy theorists. And then it comes out true. So I'm going to transition because I'm still over in the Tate stuff. All right. To get stay on the FBI um, as asshole thing. Zero Hedge here covered this, covered this article. FBI groomed developmentally challenged 16-year-old to become a terrorist and then arrested him. Uh, this article goes on to kind of talk about um, uh, a kid that was 16 years old. He was, the father said that he was, I think, autistic. 
what did he say he was? There we go. What's more, Ventura's father, Paul, told the outlet that his son suffered from childhood developmental issues, which were so bad that he was forced to leave school due to constant bullying from other students. He was born prematurely. He had brain development issues. Uh, I had the school do a neurosurgery evaluation on him, and they said his brain was underdeveloped. Um, That is scary. Needless to say, the FBI uh, was grooming this kid to basically become a terrorist and they're trying to get him to go to um, Afghanistan. You know, they were, uh, what's creepy too is that they were telling him that he had to send these gift cards. And basically what that does is that sets up a paper trail of him aiding, um, you know, because I think this one guy was presenting himself as a like Taliban type guy, the FBI guy. So this guy was, and the the way they do this is if you send money to a terrorist, that's like they can get you on that. You know, it's like a some oh, a funding thing. Yeah. So by sending, and it was literally twenty. I think they said over three years he sent eight hundred bucks. You know, in twenty five dollar things. But wow. uh, uh, there were. It, it goes on to tell this, let's see, goes on to talk about how multiple times um, the kid actually contacted the police and the FBI trying to say, hey, there's a dude trying to like, you know, there's a, I'm talking to this terrorist dude, <laughs> you know, like you should go get him. Isn't it the same MO that we uh. were we were watching, we were following along with the school shooters? You remember how for a while, what was it, we could, you were able to pinpoint when there would be a school shooting, there would either be an uh, some type of military exercise or police exercise close by. We're talking about three years pro pre COVID. Yeah, that was there the six all week these cycle. Weird, all yeah. these weird things. Mm-hmm. It, it it has to be something that fits in with this brother man because they were remember we had proof that they were they were going up to people kids who had issues mental issues and setting them up to see if they would do this. And we've heard that a lot of these kids who were attempting to do a school shooting, were given the ammo. They were given, they were basically, uh, what's that word, entrapped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's there's definitely entrapment, and then there's the influencing. There's that kind of thing, this like subtle social media uh, influencers that kind of can coax, you know, these, uh, you know, the people that aren't basically uh, all there, but it's just, it's pretty messed up that, you know, this type of uh, story right here, and I don't, you know, who knows, you know, maybe this guy was violent at some point so that there was a, a warranted, uh, you know, surveillance, uh, you know, it was warranted to set up surveillance, but at a certain point when this guy's trying to turn in his FBI handler, you know, that should basically make the case done. At that point, it should be over. But, um, yeah, um, they need to get their budget for next year, so they got to bust a bunch of uh, retarded people, apparently. Um, do you have that advertisement we have ready for, you know, we're, we're talking about uh, maybe bringing up interns into our show. And um, I don't know what you got. What do you have ready to come up? Because I want to talk about our, our where we follow, we 
I learned this practice of the CEO and um, how to hire people. And I think we need to we need to follow his example, brother man. Hmm. What do you got first before we play our? Uh, our, I, our since we requirements were, are going to be since we were talking about uh, retards. <laughs> Joe Biden. Fetterman. Oh, poor guy, man. So this says section of heavily traveled I-95 collapses in Philadelphia after Tucker tanker truck. Well, you voted for him. <laughs> Earlier today, some uh, com- some comments about uh, the uh, tragic uh, accident in on uh, 995 and if you want to make any comments with respect to that feel feel free you're recognized listen, listen to the pandering this guy it's like, like he's to talking really to a child it's like what he's saying. do you have anything you want to say yeah. fetterman because it is your district like you mean there's not already recordings of him coming out saying something about it oh okay how does that work the chairman of this committee it's like it's like a report telling What? So you're going to go to the West Side? Yes, yes, I am gonna to go to the West Side. What the it's pathetic. Gets worse. Poor guy, man. I don't know. I I I uh would would, would just um It's a senator. Really like the you know the ninety five ninety five ninety five. You know. So this chick um, you know Obviously, that you know, you're pretty much preoccupied with with 95, and I know I certainly am too. And we know it's a major uh, eatery, not, not just for for Pennsylvania, but for the east the east coast. Either. And a lot of Pennsylvanians are worried that the delays and repairs bring to its stand still. You know, He's reading really like the, you know, the 95. The oh, is she typing? She's typing. Oh, sending it to him. She's typing. There it okay. Is. There's the person there. Wow. Because, yeah, he's reading. It's not. Hey, he said eatery. <laughs> he did. Eatery. 95, 95. What in the hell heck are we talking about here? <sighs> not to laugh at anybody's disability, but no, you should no. not be a senator. What's I'm sorry. What's disgusting is that person that's behind that senator typing that, smiling. She knows she got caught. <laughs> she knows she got caught. And she knows that every there was a few people in that room that knows exactly what she's doing there, because she's smiling at them. Man, this is our government right now, and it's amazing that the people that are in there are our government body the, the, are protecting this pro. I cannot imagine what our history books are going to say in the future about this man. Ah, oh, they'll be heroes. No, in the, I don't in think the history so. book. I don't think so. But when this stuff <laughs> comes my out, book. we're talking about like 20, 30 years, like when the real junk comes out, like all the trash from World War II, when all the people die and all the little things that finally start coming out, you'll see. It is wow. All right. And let's see. Let's go over here. I got some AI news if you want to. You got anything else you want to stick in here? No. You good? Okay. I still want to play our, our, our CEO's. Uh, video about our hiring practices so when people start applying for our open position do they know what we're looking for hmm. do you know what clip i'm talking to you about i don't oh, man. <laughs> you're trying to set me up i got nothing you know the 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 the, the submarine one? Oh the yeah one yeah I sent you okay 
professionals over here, everybody. As you can tell, Hollywood never played softball. Uh, I kind of like this interview. This is um, MicroStrategy's uh, Michael Saylor. I'm wondering, though, maybe because uh, I got some Bitcoin news, too. Man, I don't want to hear about Bitcoin, dude. This is not Bitcoin. This is AI stuff. That. You're going to want to care. I don't care about it. Productive to the human race. I think it. I think it could unleash a brain power revolution in the same way that internal combustion engines gave you a horsepower revolution. A Roman trireme with 300 rowers had 30 horsepower 2,000 years ago. And now any fisherman has 300 horsepower. Just wait for it. So the fisherman is more powerful than Julius Caesar. That's the horsepower revolution that drives our cars and our boats and our planes. And it is profound and it elevated civilization. The brain power revolution in a nutshell is... Michael Saylor has 2,000 people that work for him, and he pays $350 million for 2,000 brains. But you may get 2,000 brain powers, and you may pay nothing for it. So what happens when you launch your own company with 2,000 AIs, and they actually do $350 million worth of work, but you don't pay $350 million? Maybe that's profound in the same way that 300 horsepower on a fishing boat is profound, instead of 3,000 slaves rowing, right? So I, I do think there's revolutions coming everywhere. I think the threat is the part I like. could be best articulated as this. And there's a million threats. I'm going to talk about two threats. The threat in cyberspace is I can spin up 100 million AI bots to take over Twitter or Noster or Instagram or Facebook or Google. And they're more intelligent than I am. And they're more charismatic than I am. And they work harder than I do. And that means that I could use those to distort any kind of reality. If I want to be Katy Perry, I can create Katy Perry. I can create 100 million of Katy Perry's fans, and I can create... Interesting choice, but yeah. <laughs> 50,000 Katy Perry super fans, and it's all just a fict fictitious creation in AI land because the cost to create an entity has gone to zero, okay? So that's a threat because now the question is, can you trust anything unverified anywhere that you hear. In my personal experience, when I encountered toxicity on Twitter, 95% of the time, the toxic comments weren't coming from real human beings. They were coming from bots that were created by first-generation bot programs. So imagine a third-generation bot program, which is indistinguishable from a person with a PhD. So uh, in that, I could always tell the first generation bots because they had bizarre names and they had like JPEG images right. and they looked stupid. But the problem of third generation bots is they won't be distinguishable uh, by any human being. They will be more human than a human. I think we're, I, th I kind of feel like we're already, we're already going through this. I what, I, what I'm getting tired of is how stupid we all are. Meaning, we heard about this already with the, all the fake followers the Twitter people had prior to Elon Musk. Mm. When all our news was based on the people who had who would post things on Twitter. Mm -hmm. They would quote Twitter like they were quoting the New York Times. Yeah. And they would verify their comments on the amount of people that they followed would. them. Yeah. 
and how many people would retweet it if or if whether it went mm-hmm. viral. That was mm-hmm. a big word, remember? Mm-hmm. It went viral. Yo. And what came back from it? They called it Russian farm bots. They called <laughs> yeah. them this bot. They we have been talked about this fake and I've told you. I've gone on to comments, click on them, and they have no profile. Mm-hmm. And exactly what he says. It's the same thing I'm getting on Twitter. Mm-hmm. They're feeding you what they think you you want. And it, it's like what the, uh, Tate was saying. The Matrix is convincing you that this is what you want. Mm-hmm. Look, this is what you want. It's convincing everybody. Yeah, this is what you want. This is what you're into. <laughs> No, 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 I'm not into. No, no, no. Look, our algorithm no. says and by all the videos that you watch, yeah. everything you click, it says that you like this stuff. No, but I don't like this stuff. It's and it's even worse because they go, your buddy likes this. Oh, and you're like, when what? you go on a no, Twitter thing, no, you your buddy Twitter, likes this. A guy or if a person hits you up, they'll tell you, oh, six other people that you follow are also mm-hmm. following this person. Well, I have mm-hmm. no interest in that person. Yeah, you want to talk about manufacturing consent at and this like moment? A lot of creating the, a reality. Lot of people that follow me on on Twitter or try to follow me, I block them now. They're people. They're usually, as they say, uh, women not dressed appropriately, with maybe seventy followers and been open for like a week. And you're going, why are you following me? I don't put any of this stuff out there. I put God things up, political things up. Why? And every day it comes up, oh, this person is following you. You click on it, it's a naked broad. Who's why would you who 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 are why would you why would you follow me? Because they want your dick, of course. So all this what he's saying is true, but it's also us as a consumer for us to get wise about this stuff. Because now I don't even go to the comments anymore on YouTube because you it, you can't trust the comments anymore. Well, because of exactly what he's saying. Because you read a lot of those comments and it's mostly bullshit. My um my angle on this is that any technology that we hear about or are given or whatever, uh they've already had for probably fifty years. So the way I look at this, you know, and they're all hyperventilating and he's basically given a, an example of what could happen. Like, why couldn't that have happened already? I've told you, look at your phone. Look at the camera on your phone. It's an app, and you're using it for free. They'll tell you that you don't own the photos. They own the photos. Mm. They own the <laughs> images. Mm-hmm. They're already doing it to you. Mm-hmm. Because the, the part, of, part of the reason, the part of when you agree with all the terms and conditions yeah. that they tell you to click on at the bottom of the terms and condition doc, I'm, you agree to it. I'm, They're doing this already. They've been doing this mm-hmm. for a long time to us. What he's saying to us, it's just it's going to get better. I guess it's going to. No, what I'm saying is they already have it. They've had it. I know, but you just said, is it going to get better? I'm saying it's here and better. It's just they're telling us, they're letting us know now but they have already got it under control. And I'm pretty convinced that uh, Elon Musk uses uh, for his tweet tweets. He uses some sort of uh, AI algorithm that basically searches the internet for the most like, 
I get, um, retweeted comment that he could make. I get, I get, and then he just types that in. I get sent constantly his things to my tweet that I should follow him. Hey, you should follow me. And it's Elon Musk. And I'm like, why the heck would he care if I follow him or not? Oh, then you'll know his tweets. I don't care about your tweets. I don't care about what you got to say. I don't care about a guy that made his fortunes on the back of the American public. He's made his money off the tax breaks of all the American public. The American yeah. people paid for I'm, Tesla. I'm trying to stay focused on the AI, AI, the AI issue I, what, and not it, get it bogged down on other stuff. It goes along with everything. No, I'm just saying that the stories and the associated press articles and the BBC articles and all this crap, the news that we hear and see every day, I don't think that's real anymore. I think that's AI generated, most of it. But does it, it, but it, it does make sense for what you're saying. And the and fact it's been a while. is this. Tons of newspapers have gone out of business. They don't have the money to hire these expensive staff because the majority, majority of these reporters get paid a really good salaries. They, they make a real good living at it. They can't afford that no more. So now they're laying off all these people, but they still have a paper to crank out. Mm-hmm. So instead of hiring all these reporters, it's exactly what he's saying right there. Instead of paying 10 reporters all collecting $200,000 from you, they don't have to do that no more. They now go to the AI. They'll print it out. They have one editor that are looking over real quick and go, okay, let it go. Just like what they're doing. In, the reason this is not surprising to me, they would, because you and I work in an industry that's called a CNC machining. They've been doing that to us, where they have us working four machines at once. They've been doing this to us. Yeah. This isn't nothing new. Well, no. I hate it when you do that, dude. What, where am I going to? This Nothing new. This has all been said before. You got, no. you got to stop that. Okay. Dude. What I'm saying is that this has been ongoing, and I, for me... I've been recognizing this for quite a while. For quite a while. Because no. I, I, I'm an idiot, stupid worker that gets treated exactly like this. I'm nothing to these companies. I am worthless to them. If, I, if they can make me run four machines and put a broom up my ass and I can sweep at the same time, they would be happy with that. That's what they want. I was, this guy is saying that they can get rid of all these people and have nothing but a uh, IA robots, and have no salary to pay mm-hmm. anyone. That's their goal. Mm-hmm. I was unaware of AI a year ago. Were you? The I had concept, no idea. The, the, the concept of AI? No. I had no idea that they were like they could type things out and have full papers and like you literally could just say, "Type me up an article that's going to get the most clicks." A world, say a worldwide article that'll get me the most clicks. You know, I think this stuff's been going on for a long time. It's crazy to think that. And I, because when I look at uh, Elon and like the, the stuff that he tweets out, there's been so many times where I'm like, how does, how does this billionaire have oh, any yeah. idea oh, what yeah. the blue collar life is really yeah. like? How's yeah. he, how's he hit the nail on the head every time with these tweets? It's well, impossible remember, for this, like, autistic remember, dude to do this. Remember a while back, they were having, um, when Twitter was still kind of fresh, and these companies would hire, like, Wendy's would hire these guys, and they were getting 
um, viral because they would put these really witty tweets out. And they would hire, there's people out there that make a good living hmm. on just t- posting witty tweets. I don't remember that, but it makes sense. So, and, and these guys were getting famous because, you know, McDonald's would say something, then Wendy's would throw up uh, something back mm. at them. And then for a while, they were just having these little Twitter wars among these fast food places, trying to be witty. Mm-hmm. Okay, I do remember that. Okay, so that if someone, if there's a, there, there's a lot of, like, I listen to a lot of comedians. They'll tell you. They've hired a firm to answer yeah. for them on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, you, yeah. You'll see, like uh-huh. I said, I've, I've, ta- I've put up, like, I'm getting, I'm starting to get disillusioned by a lot of these comedians. Because they'll act like they're putting up on tweet, and then you hear Burt Kreischer go, I haven't been on Twitter for months. Mm-hmm. I go, dude, I just saw you post a tweet yesterday. So that means, then, then it comes up, mm-hmm. oh, I have these people that answer for me. And I'm like, oh, you're fake then. <laughs> His tweet tweets are fake, yeah. Well. Uh, so I got a couple more stories. We're already two hours in, buddy, so we got to wrap it long. up. Uh, We're doing these- a No Agenda show today. This is a good news thing here. Figured we better wrap this up. Uh, the Oak Fire in California was blamed on climate change. It uh, took out 20,000 acres, destroyed 127 homes. You got to find that guy, climate change. That guy is causing all kinds of problems everywhere. Dude. Caused thousands to be evacuated. Uh, well, the climate change has been caught and is behind bars. His they name finally is, caught climate change? They caught what does he look like? His name is Ed Wackerman. A seventy-one-year-old man arrested for starting that fire. Why? This is a good question. He looks pretty crazy, just the visual of him. But uh, this is something that I've been talking about for years on these uh, the arsons that take place uh, every year in California when we have these forest fires, and uh, it's never brought up. It's you know this is basically the only thing, the only wrap up we get is two years later they finally uh, post this, you know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, meanwhile, it's blamed on climate change. <laughs> so. it on. Uh. And then this is the my last story here. It's not good news, but it's kind of funny. Uh, Gateway Pundit. <laughs> Viewers angered after all three Jeopardy contestants get stumped by easy biblical question. What was the question? I forgot what it was, and they didn't even understand it. There you go. Let's. let's oh, see. they didn't even know the Lord's Prayer. I even got a clip here. Matthew six nine says, "Our Father which art in heaven, this be thy name." Doesn't surprise me. be thy name. Well, you, I don't know why you're doing that, but I wish we would have had time because I have articles, newspaper articles that we need to read about, guys. Okay, there's so many things out there. And um, I don't know. We wasted our time with Tate. Um, well, that's okay. Because I've been asking you guys for a very long time to keep on praying, guys. Because that's going ha- to change things. I don't give credit to it. No, man. Mm-hmm. I give credit to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All right? That is my leader. And that's the one that's pulling out my family from this group. I don't know if you're going to stay behind. 
I'm going with them and my group's going with me. And we're going to make it to the promised land. And that's because we have faith. In who? In the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So, please guys, keep on praying because that is the answer. This enemy is running and they don't know where to hide. They're crying and wishing for the mountains to fall upon them. That's what they want. Because they don't want the wrath of God to come upon them. <laughs> so, we don't need to abandon our faith to find faith. Because that's how we get it. It's to stay firm. Alright? So please, guys, keep on praying for Hollywood and for me. Our families really need it, guys. And Hollywood and I will definitely keep on praying for you. Because that's how we're going to get out of this. And once again, I am OG Mutt Dog. You can find me on Twitter. And um, I'll see you next week, God willing. Bye. All right, Nonsense Nation. You made it to the end of the show. This has been Good Times Culture Podcast. We will be back next week on Wednesday doing another one of these. Um, if you want to get a hold of us, there is an email on the description page there. You can give a thumbs up or star us up or something. And, um, and, and find me on Twitter, but none of those naked girls, please, okay? Yeah, Real get, people. Get off his dick, would you? Jeez. Jeez. This guy's married over here. Man, that porky pig portrait must be working really well. But uh, we do send out our love to everybody. Uh, we want the best for everybody. So just make sure you do your best. And uh, next week we will be back exposing evil and praising God. Talk to you, Lord. Since the last time we talked, the walk has been hard. Now I know you haven't left me, but I feel like I'm alone. I'm a big boy now, but I'm still not grown, and I'm still going through it. Pain and a hurt, yeah. Soaking up trouble like rain in the dirt, yeah. And I know only I can stop the rain with just a mention of my Savior's name in the name of Jesus. Devil, I rebuke you for what I go through and trying to make me do what I used to. But all that stops right here. As long as the Lord's in my life, I will have no fear. I will know no pain from the light. To the dark, double show, no shame, spit it right from the heart, cause it's right from the start. You held me down, and they nothing they can tell me now. Lord, give me a sign. Let me know what's on your mind. Let me know what I'm gonna find. It's all in time. Show me how to teach the mind. Show me how to reach the blind. Lord, give me a sign. Show me what I got. All right. God save the queen, man.